So what's happening in our world? Banning books, banning access to information. I get that we are trying to prevent certain things from happening. And there's a lot of irresponsible and confused people who get their hands on information and exploit it and use it for evil or for whatever it is that you want to call it, to cause harm, to cause pain, to create externally the chaos and the confusion that they are experiencing internally. And yet it's not a reason to ban fucking books. And I'm not here really to talk about banning books. I'm here to talk about ignoring the issues because it's difficult to put our attention to it or because we don't, you know, as a people, as, as a country, as lawmakers, as whoever's making those decisions, uh, don't, don't think that they can actually handle it or don't want to actually handle it because maybe it's just a form of being able to allow us to extinguish ourselves. And, and, and it's troublesome, it's difficult, it's painful to, to be witness to. So what can we do? What can we do about it? How do we as common people do something to make a change or make a difference on a much bigger scale? And is it our responsibility? Like what is our responsibility? And then where does our responsibility end? So when I think about that word responsibility, I think about our ability to respond. And the first course of action that we have to take is our ability to respond to ourselves and our ability to respond to our own emotions and to our own needs and to be able to voice our needs and voice our concerns and exert our boundaries to stand up for ourselves, to protect ourselves, to love ourselves. And... And unfortunately, a lot of us don't know how to do that, but some of us do, and some of us are learning, and some of us are willing to learn, and some of us are willing to teach others and show others, you know, how to do that, share with them the ways that they've done that. So, you know, thank goodness for, thank goodness for the reciprocity of um, giving and receiving and for learners and teachers and all that stuff, but Yesterday, I went to a networking event and it was so cool. I haven't been to a networking event in, in a really long time and definitely before COVID and like probably a year or two before that even. And, um, and it was so cool because here I am in this room full of like investment bankers and, you know, like uh, real estate agents and mortgage brokers and you know, owners of, of like trading companies. And I mean, it was just amazing. And then I walk up to the podium and I'm like, hi, my name is Veronica and I am a sex and intimacy coach. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was just like, it was so cool. It was really, to be honest, it was really edgy for me. Um, 
by the way, I hate that. I don't even know why I just said, to be honest, because I, I do strive to be honest always. And uh, <laughs> I guess to be really transparent is the word I, I want to use is uh, it was edgy for me to walk up into the front of the room and uh, and share that I was a sex and intimacy coach. You know, there's this part of me that's like, um, you know, is there, is this the space for me? You know, and then and then the other side of me was like, uh, hell yeah, this is the space for you. Because a little fun fact about me is I was in real estate and banking and investments for, you know, like the first 10, 15 years of my life before I went into higher education. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I am those people sitting in the audience. And that's exactly what I told them. And it was it was really awesome, you know, just to see their eyes after they <laughs> Uh, initially like, took in what I was saying and then and then something magical happened where it's like we were just relating as human beings and because the truth is, is that we all need connection and and um, sometimes our relationships are are a little broken because of the communication that we don't have and the things that we don't want to say and the resentment that festers and builds up and, and affects our ability to connect intimately and you know definitely gets into the bed with us. And so sex is compromised or a devoid or whatever. Um, and, and it was really beautiful to connect with people after our shares and you know various people came up to me and like, I really need to talk to you. I need to call you. I've been married, you know, for 12 years and this is what's going on. And, you know, their husbands and single, single people coming up and, and it was, it was just beautiful. And, and it reinforced, it reinforced why I'm doing this and why, why I, why I am finding my way in this world as a sex and intimacy coach. And um, it's been a vulnerable experience. Um, I, I didn't start off as a sex and intimacy coach. I started off as a health coach <laughs> and as the layers and things like that. And, and my truth started to come out more like, why am I doing this? Why would I make the effort to put my energy into helping or you know sharing my experiences why do I want to do this and not just work a nine to five and sit behind a desk or push somebody else's agenda like why am I doing this and I'm doing this because first of all I love I love people and I want to see them happy and I want myself to be happy I I want to feel content in my life and my experience and what has created so much angst for me in my life is, is my past experiences with sex and sex abuse and all the trauma and the chaos and the confusion that that created in my life for so many years and how that affected my marriage and how it affected my children and how it affected the way that I related to my children or to other men and to other women. It affected every single area of my life. And ultimately, because I didn't address these issues before you know, getting married and, you know, having children, all those things started to affect even my professional life and how I related in business. And when we don't address our issues, our pain, they find a way to get our attention one way or another. So that's why I do this. And I had the privilege of sitting next to a woman who is 
running for the attorney general here in Arizona, the attorney general's office. And uh, she's already campaigning. And, you know, when she first walked in in the first place, I mean, it was just incredible to, to witness her and to, to really see her embodied strength and her confidence. And, and that was amazing to just witness even before I knew um, you know, what, what office she was running for, or even what she was doing there. For all I knew, she was another um, investment banker <laughs> and, and awesome. <laughs> so she sits down next to me and we get to chatting and she tells me that she's, you know, running for attorney general. And, uh, and it brought to my mind in 2020, when I decided to stand up for myself, when it took me almost 30 years to really find my voice and to stand up against my, um, a couple of my perpetrators who, who abused me sexually and raped me. And, uh, and I pressed charges against them. And I'm not gonna go into the details, that's not important. But what is important is that I, I'm, carried this all the way forward until it reached the attorney general's office. And I had an opportunity to speak with the then Mark Bronovich and, and I felt really unheard and I felt unseen. And it felt like all of the years of pain and trauma that I'd experienced and that my family had experienced as a result of my trauma was kind of ignored. And I know that that's not 100% true. I mean, it, it got all the way, my case got all the way up to the attorney general's office. So it says something. And it's not like Mark or anyone else in the attorney general's office was going to be able to restore back to me all the years that were lost. But there was some kind of redemption that I, that I, I think I know that I'd hoped for some kind of support or backing to say that these crimes that were committed against you are unacceptable and we are going to do everything in our power to make sure that the perpetrator is brought to justice. And that didn't happen. In spite of the evidence that was provided, in spite of audio recordings, that didn't happen. And while I have been able to move beyond big part of the victim story, you know, that, that had me um, beholden to my experiences. There's this angst in me that we just keep turning our heads to these kinds of crimes and that people are not held accountable. The perpetrators of sex crimes are not held accountable and that victims of these sex crimes are left holding the bag. I had a chance to point out to this lovely woman that I think America knows more about the Johnny Depp trial. And I love Johnny Depp. I am super rooting for Johnny Depp. But we know more about the Johnny Depp trial than we do about Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, What the fuck is going on there? And how come that's not being broadcast across every social media station and, and YouTube? Like, What's happening? Does nobody care? So what does all this have to do with banning books and everything else? Because you know what? Banning books is just another damn scapegoat. Censoring, quieting, 
It's just another way to just turn our head and not deal with the actual issues. The issues are that people are fucked up in their home lives. People are not communicating. They're not paying attention. It's uncomfortable. People are not equipped to deal with uncomfortable conversations, so they would rather not do it, and they stuff it, and it all builds up, and it explodes ultimately in one way or another, and then sometimes, and unfortunately, and devastatingly, it will explode in a grocery store, or in a school, or during a graduation, or, you know, in, in, a, in a tram, or in an Amway, or something like that, or it shows up in domestic violence, or kidnapping and rape and it shows up in these atrocious ways so we have to stop turning our heads and we have to help people to help ourselves first to learn how to be with with ourselves with all the things all the shit that's happened to us and then the others of us we can't just like you know be high and mighty up on up on some pedestal and you know, just think that it's everybody else's issue and not ours. We all have an ability to respond. We all have a responsibility in some way. We are humans. And to negate that responsibility is to be inhuman. This does not mean that you have to save the world. It's not, that's not the responsibility, but can we do our part as individuals? Can we stand up for ourselves? Can we, can we turn our head and invest the time, you know, to look at the issue instead of turning away from it? Can we look at it? Can we be with it? When I was having this conversation yesterday, um, I hadn't expected to have this conversation. And I went from the front of the room and feeling like, you know, really good and excited and, you know, just, just like full of life and really effervescent and um, and then had this chance to to sit down and and suddenly when it when I realized that like <laughs> my throat was ready to say something <laughs> and it was an appropriate moment for she and I to have this conversation, I just almost started getting choked up and my eyes were watering and and we had this really beautiful intimate moment and I'm glad that I had that I'm glad that I handled myself the way that I did and I'm glad that I was able to express what I was able to, although it was difficult and my voice was a little squeaky and I probably didn't look very confident and I didn't care. I was, I think I felt again, like that 15 year old girl. And I wanted to let her know how devastating that these effects, the effects of abuse, the effects of trauma, have on people's lives and it's a wide web our traumas extend out to everybody that we meet whether people recognize that or not sometimes you meet somebody and you just say oh they have bad energy or you know no that person is a human and they're obviously dealing with some stuff that they don't know how to deal with. And nobody's extended a hand to them. Instead, they've just kept judging and pointing fingers or ostracizing and ignoring and, and all that pain just compounded. And they didn't know what to do with it or where to take it. People turn that kind of pain inside out and, and, and they do atrocious things that we see to themselves and to others. So I'm grateful for that moment yesterday. 
I'm grateful to stand in front of the room and to say, yeah, I help people. I help people who feel really stuck and confused in their sexuality and in their relationships. And I help parents who don't know how to talk to their parents or to their kids because I was one of those. And I help husbands and wives to be able to better communicate and wives and wives to better communicate and husbands and husbands and beings. I just help beings because I love them. And I love myself. And I love my children. And I want us all to live in a world where we can feel safe and where we can stand up for ourselves and we can have fucking difficult conversations and not run away from them. And also where we know how to read the signs and ask questions. I also wanna live in a world where people don't think that they're better than other people because they have other money or because they haven't gone through certain things. I wanna live in a world that knows that we are all created equal and that some of us need a little help stepping up. And maybe some of us even need a little help stepping down from that high pedestal that we put ourselves on. I think that's all I've got for you today. I do want to encourage you to think about the areas of your life where maybe you're not speaking up, where you're compromising yourself, where you're pushing things down. Also consider where you're not paying attention to what you know needs your attention and what maybe you're ignoring or what you think may just resolve itself. Nothing resolves itself. Time doesn't just heal all wounds. That's not true. It's just sometimes the time will, you know, just allow the ego to keep pushing down the issue. It doesn't necessarily heal. The things that heal are the things that are brought to the light so they can be healed in the light of love and consciousness. So think about those things and feel into that. And and find a way to love yourself better.